Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Sure Parks. What is going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, May 15th, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads and make sure you leave a five star review to help the show grow. All right, today I want to talk about something we see every year in the NFL, right? The NFL, I think maybe more so than any other league, especially the NBA. Uh, you you see more up and down. There's more parity, right? Teams have a great year one year, and then the next year, they're not even competing for a title. I think in most leagues, there's around the five or six same teams every year that have a chance to win. That's not the case in the NFL. And what that means is moving into next year, when we look at some of the teams that had a legit chance to win the Super Bowl next year, or at least made it far enough in the playoffs where they could talk themselves into thinking they have a great chance, the reality is some of those teams are not going to be back. So when I look at the teams that last year that were in the divisional round, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, Dallas, San Francisco, the New York Giants, and the Eagles, one of those teams is not going to be back. I would be very surprised if we had the same teams next year in the divisional round that we had this year. So when I look at those teams, which is the most likely to take a step back? I think we all agree it's not going to be Kansas City. The Eagles coming off a Super Bowl loss, maybe, but I think their floor is still probably the second round of the playoffs. The Niners have been competitive year after year. Jacksonville, easy division, good head coach and quarterback duo in Doug Peterson and uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. And then obviously we think we the Bengals and the Bills have consistently been competitive. So to me, the team that stands out among all the teams in the NFL, but especially those teams that were in the second round of the playoffs, as the biggest team to take a step back, is the New York Giants. So why is it the New York Giants? First, let's look at how they were kind of fraudulent last year. Last year, you look at the beginning of their season. They come out, they win seven of their first games all by one score. They were winning very close games. And in those games, they were either trailing or tied at halftime in four of their first six games. So early on in the year where they got off that hot start and Brian Dable basically won himself coach of the year in the first two months of the season, they were losing at halftime and they were winning really close games. That is not a recipe for repeat success. And they saw that in the second half of the year, where they finished 2-5-1. and one. They luckily, well, I shouldn't say luckily. They deserve credit for going into Minnesota and winning that game. But everyone all year knew that Minnesota was one of the biggest frauds in the NFL. So they go in, they win the playoff game, and then they go into Philadelphia, play a real team, and they get absolutely smacked around and embarrassed and have no shot to win that game. So last year, the Giants won a lot of really close games early. They They came back from behind a lot to win those games. And then the end of the year, they were terrible, 2-5-1. Overall on the year, they were 15th in points per game, 17th in points again. So they were not elite at anything. They weren't in the top. They were barely in the top half of the league in points scored. And they were in the bottom half of the league in points uh, against. So while you would think on a macro sense, they have this great defense that helped them, that's not the reality. Their offense averaged more points per game than their defense. And I know points per game against and for is not a perfect stat, but overall, I think it is telling. And what you saw is the Giants struggled to score last year. And when it came down to it, their defense really was not that great. Then you look at the players that they had. Daniel Jones. They signed him to a contract extension this offseason. We'll get into that in a second. But the year he had, you know, 67% completion percentage was really good against Minnesota. Overall, he still ends the year 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, not impressive numbers whatsoever. Now, 
Giants fans will point and go, well, you've seen quarterbacks take leaps, right? Jalen Hurts, uh, prior to last year, I believe he only had 16 passing touchdowns uh, the year before. They go into Tampa Bay, they lose that game. Jalen Hurts takes a really big leap the following year. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. The difference is Daniel Jones was in his fourth year. Jalen Hurts was in his first year when he had the 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. So Daniel Jones now has had a much longer track record of just being an okay quarterback. The Giants extended him. They're betting on him. And I do think he has some talent. But what the Eagles also did with with, uh, Jalen Hurts and really what other teams have done with their quarterbacks, Josh Allen took a major leap because the Bills went and put a ton of talent around him. Joe Burrow's been able to be competitive because the Bengals put a ton of talent around him. The Eagles went out. They drafted Devontae Smith. They traded for A.J. Brown. They gave Dallas Goddard one of the biggest contracts uh, for a tight end in the league. They surrounded him with a ton of talent. So that helped Jalen take a leap. Obviously, Jalen deserves a ton of credit for just taking the leap, but it helped him take the leap. What the Giants have done with Daniel Jones is kind of the exact opposite. The Giants once again go into next year with one of the worst groups of of receivers, but overall skill players, but receivers in the NFL. Who are they lining up at receiver next year? Isaiah Hodges, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard. Individually, you can go through each and go, okay, there's maybe some redeeming qualities. I think Darius Slayton can be a number three receiver in the NFL. Paris Campbell has done some nice things. I like Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I thought he was a good pick for where they got him. And then Sterling Shepard kind of is what he is at this point. But together, they don't have anything close to a legit number one receiver. You could argue they don't even really have a number two receiver. Jalen Hyatt, as a mid-round draft pick, should not be expected to come in next year and contribute right away. So they have a group of receivers that Daniel Jones will not be able to rely on. Then, yes, they have Saquon Barkley. They have him on the franchise tag right now, so they're overpaying for him at running back. And last year, you saw they had to rely on Saquon a ton. He was number one on the team in targets. Obviously, we know what he did in the passing game. That is going to be hard to repeat, in my opinion. Uh, He has had trouble staying healthy. He was able to stay healthy last year. We'll see if he can duplicate that next year. So they don't have great receivers, and they're really relying a lot on Saquon again, which is, in my opinion, a risky bet to make. They go out, they trade for Darren Waller. You could certainly add him into that group of receivers if you like, since he's essentially uh, a receiver at tight end. Darren Waller has had good years, but on a macro scale, when you look at everything that he is, in two of his seven years he's been in the NFL, he's had good years. Outside of that, he's been extremely inconsistent. He's only played 20 games the last two years. He had 28 catches last year. There's a reason they were able to trade so little and get him. They had 55 catches the year before. So he is someone that is really, the majority of his career has not been uh, successful and he's had trouble staying healthy. So what the Giants are essentially betting on next year is that everybody it way outperforms what they are. Daniel Jones outperforms what he did last year. Darius Slayton outperforms. Jalen Hyatt improves right away as a rookie. Sterling Shepard finally takes a big leap. Darren Waller goes back to what he was three years ago. Saquon Barkley repeats the success he had last year. That's a lot different than what other teams are asking uh, of their skill position players. The Eagles have proven commodities that have done it time and time time again. The 49ers, proven commodities outside of quarterback, and they are another potential team to take a step back, but proven commodities, right? Dallas Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb, proven commodities. 
Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, filled with proven commodities. Jacksonville, they were in the second round of the playoffs. Doug's won a Super Bowl. They have a quarterback people believe in. So of all the teams who are in the second round, they have things that they can firmly plant their flag on and say, we can definitely do this at a really high level. The Giants don't have any of that. They don't have a good offensive line. They don't have an offense they can trust. They don't have a defense that's great. They don't really have an elite edge rusher. So ultimately, the things that really matter, the win football games, the lines, the quarterback, scoring on offense, they're not good at any of those things. And now what makes it even tougher, the schedule that the NFL handed them. You look at their schedule, they have only four home games in the first 11 games. They start at that, oh, sorry. They start at home versus Dallas. That's a tough game for a home game, especially in prime time. They go to Arizona. Arizona's terrible, but it's the second week of the season. Again, that's probably a win for the Giants. But at San Francisco, that might be a loss. Seattle at home, that could be a loss. At Miami, that could be a loss. At Buffalo, that could be a loss. Then they Washington, they should win that game. Jets, that could be a loss. At Raiders, 50-50. At Cowboys, definitely could be a loss. There is a chance that this team really gets off to a slow start. If, if not just a slow start, a bad start. Where by week 8 or 9, they are 4-5 games under 500. And then... Most teams where you go, okay, they have a tough schedule at the beginning, but at the end, maybe they can kind of clean things up because it gets easier. Their ending is not that that simple. They have the Eagles twice in the last uh, three weeks. The Eagles are still playing for anything. We saw last year the Eagles will dominate them. They dominated them every time they played them. Uh, so the Eagles will, will win those two games, you would think. At Saints... You know, I, I look, I think the Giants will maybe be better than the Saints, but the Saints almost made the playoffs last year. They traded for Derek Carr. You could argue he's definitely a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. They have the Packers at home. You know, Jordan Love is, is a question mark for sure, but the Packers have better skilled players than the Giants do. So the ending is not that easy easy either. So they have a really tough schedule. They have an ending that's not super easy. And they go into next year with kind of the worst combination of what you could look for. Questions of quarterback, bad skill players, bad offensive line, tough schedule, and they're not surprising anyone anymore. Last year, early on, although their wins were were certainly, you know, not dominant, last year they were able to sneak up on people. And then what happened was the second half of the year, when they were whatever it was six and one, seven and one, they just completely collapsed because people didn't take them for granted and they just smacked them around for a few weeks. So overall, when I look at the Giants next year, I would be very, very surprised if they take a step forward. I think they're much more likely to take a step back. It would not surprise me if they didn't make the playoffs. They're in a very tough division. The conference isn't great, but the Giants are not great either. So of all the teams that surprise next year and you would think, okay, maybe they take a step forward. Like the Lions, I think, could take a step forward. The Giants are not that team, and of all the teams, I think they're the most likely to take a step back next year. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.